having female leaders in positions of influence to serve as role models is not only critical to the career advancement of women, but stands to generate broader societal impacts on pay equity, changing workplace policies in ways that benefit both men and women, and attracting a more diverse workforce. So many reasons for us at Densu to found the HER community, having equal rights. All right, ladies, I'm so excited to be here with you, driving forces behind the, um, the HER community, having equal rights. Um, I'm here today with um, Eline Kanukens, uh, manager at uh, Merkel CXM. Yes, hi. Hi. <laughs> Then we have Richelle Werners. She yes. is a um, consultant, right, at Insights and Effectiveness, and Batilde Meulenbelt with the same role. Yeah. Um, lovely to have you here. Um, obviously, we're here to talk about the HER community. But most importantly, I would love to hear from you guys. Why do we feel that there's such a need for such a community? Yeah, big question. Yeah, it <laughs> is. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for me, there are multiple things. I think when you look at uh, the news, I think there's still a, a, a pay gap, an equal pay gap, um, gender bias. Um, and for me personally, it's also uh, to support women, inspire women uh, with the communi uh, community. Yeah. Yeah. I think every company should should have a community like this, right? Even if it's just for support, women supporting each other. Yeah, definitely. For me, I think it's also really important to just keep discussing certain topics. And I think there's uh, yeah. a lot of room for um, for discussing as well. And also, I think if women come together, well, amazing things can happen. So we can really support each other and empower each other. So I think it's really important to have communities like like ours like the her community yeah yeah, sure. yeah. so it's, it's really the strength of, of women coming together right and discussing topics that are very relevant for Definitely. us yeah 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 and always keep learning right yeah from each yeah. other yeah hey, and batilda i hear you say about um you feel that there should be there's a need for all organizations to have a community like yeah. like this yeah um why um because unfortunately as elena said we we don't have equality just yet so we should always keep improving ourselves right and that's not some it's not a battle we have to fight all by ourselves. Uh, we make each other a lot stronger as women so yeah i think there's definitely a need in in every company to have a community like this yeah yeah true and and what, what would be the starting point in your view like where where do we start right Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think the starting point would be getting together and learning from each other. Um, as we're doing today, we all, when we first sat together and discussed what this community meant to us, uh, we all had very different answers. We all had very different topics that we uh, want to make a deep dive in, um, yeah, as we're going to talk about today. Uh, and I, of course, can learn a lot about the experience of uh, other women at Dentsu from their motherhood experiences. I'm not a mother myself, so this is these are issues that I don't necessarily experience myself, but are very useful to 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 learn from. Yeah. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I think it's it it all starts with creating awareness, right? Yeah. Awareness of of your opportunities, awareness about the struggles that other people may have, creating awareness with uh, with the male um, population, the the male workforce. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And I think we're now, when we started, we were focusing a lot on International Women's Day in March. So I'm also very curious after that, what, what are we going to do the, the rest of the year yeah. uh, or years? Uh, and even take it a little bit broader than just this group maybe. Uh, because uh, yeah, we have a lot of women with a lot of 
uh, interesting things to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, um, um, so Aileen, maybe you want to uh, talk a little bit more and explain us a little yeah. bit more about the topic that you're very passionate about, um, that yeah. you are, you know, breaking your teeth uh, yeah. in. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, a little bit later on, I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, women and uh, yeah, being a first time mother or mother uh, and uh, working. So, um, yeah, I became a first time mother uh, December 2021. And of course, yeah, there are a lot of things changing in your life. Uh, I think I'm still as ambitious as I was before, but yeah, there are a lot of new things to deal with when you uh, have a small baby at home uh, that is not sleeping very well at night, for example. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Elena, having um, obviously recently became a mother, obviously that changes a lot at home. Yeah. Do you experience that yeah. as well? Yeah, I definitely experienced that. So everything gets a little bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to think about a lot more things than I uh, used to do before. So normally when I was going to work, I was just jumping on my bike and then going to work. And now, of course, you have to think about daycare and uh, uh, looking nice without uh, like milk stains all over your shirt, <laughs> for example. Uh, and um, yeah, so I'm going to talk a little bit about... Um, I think being pregnant at work, mm -hmm. working in the first few weeks again, and during the year, how to handle it with your partner or with daycare, for example. Yeah, such an interesting topic because I don't, personally, I think we, um, there's a little bit of a taboo still on certain elements of, yeah. of motherhood and work or future motherhood and work. Yeah. Right. I think it'd be really nice when women feel that they can openly speak about their desire, but also their you know, maybe the the worries that they have with perhaps becoming a mother, but what to do with my, my work. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I yeah. think so too, definitely. Sometimes maybe people think that um, things are all open, and uh, but I still, I still see that a lot of women don't speak out loud when they have, for example, uh, not sleeping for one year or being very tired when having a baby mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. uh, struggling with when <laughs> to have the second one because they just went on maternity leave. Uh, yeah. there, there are a lot of things still that... Uh, yeah, I think people can speak more about it uh, in, in the open. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm so looking forward to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> That's one-on-one nice. on one deep dive. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking forward to cool. your information. Hey, and uh, Rochelle, uh, maybe you want to um, enlighten us a little bit about your topic mm -hmm. that you um, feel very passionate about? Yeah, so uh, me and uh, Kika, who's not, not yet on this table uh, with us right now, but we are going to uh, discuss like female empowerment, but especially the topic of imposter syndrome and having a inner critic. So I think that is something that um, a lot of women can relate to having an inner critic or having feelings of imposter syndrome. And um, usually we don't really talk about it, but I think it's really good to talk about because yeah, since we all have kind of like have these feelings, uh, we should definitely normalize this and learn from each other experiences. And yeah, like I already said in the introduction, I feel like if women come together, share experiences and talk about the things that are they are going through, then we can actually really learn from each other. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm really gonna focus on the topic of imposter, uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. such an interesting topic. And I think it'd be so strong when women are encouraged to speak more about it, about their vulnerabilities, about... Yeah. There are thoughts that are withholding them uh, right from, from taking opportunities that are right in front of them. Yeah, but also really like there's actually two ways in which you can really uh, engage with your imposter feelings. Yeah. And like there's one side where you uh, actually overwork and become really perfectionistic. Yeah. But then there's also a side where you kind of like um, withhold from taking um, from taking the next step or going for, for a promotion, for yeah. example, yeah. or uh, going for that job where you maybe do not meet 
uh, all the 10 requirements, but you do mm -hmm. meet eight out of 10 requirements, but then you still feel like you're not the best candidate for that specific position or for that job. So I think it's a really, it's quite a big topic and I don't think we can cover it all, but we can definitely yeah. talk about it. And there's lots to discuss there, yeah. I think. Yeah. But yeah. I really love that you guys are going to open the conversation about imposter syndrome, right? Because every one of my girlfriends I talk to about this topic, everyone has it. I have yeah. the feeling like everyone has some kind of level of imposter syndrome. Right. Yeah. But we all try to like fake it till you make it. Just don't let it show. Yeah. Right. And it's kind What's of that weird. About? Like, why, why don't we? Why don't why we don't just, just talk, talk about, about it? it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious if you ask this uh, question to a guy if he uh, if he if they are aware that this is a thing or not sure. Well, actually, it, it came um, it came up okay. in the podcast yeah. with the with with the men. Oh, really. Um, where they were definitely acknowledging the fact that if they only, you know, hit five out of the 10 criteria for a particular job, that they will just go for it. Mm -hmm. Well, they also acknowledged when I mentioned that for women, it's different. Yeah. Um, obviously generalizing, but but we I think we can safely say that for most of women, it feels that way, that you need to really hit most of the criteria, yeah, exactly. criteria before you go for it. So I think that there is a, a certain awareness, but definitely not enough. Um, and therefore, exactly, Batilda, just like you said, just opening up the conversation. Sharing um, experiences. Yeah. Learning from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very yeah. strong. <laughs> All right. And then, um, Batilda. Yes. Yes. What about your topic? So I'm going to talk about female representation in media today. So really taking more of an outward look. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, as a company, at Dentsu, we're... Our currency of, is visibility, right? We're trading in visibility. So we ne really need to be uh, aware and we are responsible about what we put out there in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about some facts and figures uh, surrounding female representation. Nice. Yeah. Just dry facts and figures to really create that awareness uh, with, with all of us, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just creating some awareness on where we stand. Um, yeah. um, I get a lot of feedback when I talk to someone about oh, what are you going to talk about in the in a podcast like oh but isn't that already like good the, the female representation uh, so I'm really excited uh, to yeah spread some awareness about where we can still improve yeah, yeah. exactly and I think that's it just shine a light on the improvements we can still make yeah. and do you believe there's already been you know significant improvements made in the last couple of years definitely hmm. yes for sure but even though significant improvements have been made, that doesn't mean we have to just stop altogether focusing on it, right? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So are you are you going to talk only uh, about our media clients or just in general? Uh, this is definitely just in in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm talking about the 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 whole all of the media landscape. What do we see? Uh, what's happening? So not specifically, not only our clients. No. Not at all, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Eline, you had me uh, cracking up this morning because when you um, when you walked in, yeah. and you were like checking your shirt. And you <laughs> just said, "Yeah, you know, um, since I became mother, I always have yeah. to check my clothes because um, I never know if it's inside out or mm -hmm. there's some milk stain here or there." Yeah. yeah that's the, the the life of a mother, right? A working mother. Yeah, definitely. So not only clothes, but also shoes. Checking my shoes each morning before I went go out the door <laughs> if I wear the same boots. So <laughs> if I have the right key with me the right jacket um i came to the office i think last week or a couple of days ago and i was uh, forgetting my i only wore, wore a t-shirt and it was pretty cold at the office so uh, i left my sweater at home for example those things happening all the time since i had a baby so 
that's really different from what it was before. Yeah. 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 Change of life. Change yeah. of life. Change of life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I saw, um, but I think everybody was nodding when you were speaking, Richelle, about um, about the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Have you experienced it yourself? I have. You have. I still do sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, a bit worse when I just started my career, when mm. I just started working, mm. you feel everything is new, right? You are just fresh out of uh, out of university and you just walk into this company and you feel like you have to know everything. Uh, you feel like you have to really show them why you deserve to be there, for example. So I I, um, I have this really clear memory of like this, this uh, strategy that I was working on with my team. And then I was asked to present it. And I remember just when I was standing there and presenting the strategy and everything that we've worked for, for weeks, maybe months, that I was really thinking like, who am I to to present this strategy? Mm. And am I the best person in the group to take on this responsibility to present this uh, for our clients? Uh, why are they going to listen to me? Um, they're probably just listening because it's polite to listen to people and not interrupt them. So obviously those kind of feelings and uh, thoughts are not really uh, positive for your confidence mm -hmm, at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, but that was really in the beginning of my career. And I've been working for maybe six, seven years now. So I don't have those feelings anymore that much, but I do have when, for example, I get feedback from a client for a project I really like 90% is good, right? And then 10% is like, oh, you maybe you should have focused more on this, on that. Then I'm really focused on that negative 10%. Mm, and mm. that's just because I'm a perfectionist. So I know I will always have those feelings. Um, but I'm, I'm getting better at it for sure. Yeah. And just really talking about it with my colleagues and uh, for example, Batilda's in my team. So um, it's really nice to talk, to be able to talk with Batilda about those things like, okay, so I got this feedback and I feel like maybe, you know, we should focus on this more than this. Mm -hmm. And it's really good to like sit back, really uh, look at the feedback you got and really be aware of that. Like uh, most of it is really positive. Mm -mm. The small part is maybe wouldn't say negative it's negative for me right it's my my I, I perceive it as negative but it's also a learning point so but just yeah. sharing it and speaking about it helps already definitely yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah, because yeah. then you would say like oh my gosh this is really good and you did such a good job and you got so yeah. many good feedback and I'm like okay yeah maybe she's right you know so those kind of uh, situations yeah Make I still have bit, these a bit more compassionate toward yourself right yeah yeah, yeah. I really recognize yeah. this so <laughs> Sometimes I'm always also focusing on just the negative when the positive is way bigger. Yeah. So, and then my boyfriend always says, yeah, I, I shouldn't care at all if somebody said something like that to me. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I do, but... Yeah, yeah there's sometimes it's, it's a bit easier for them to kind of like brush it off, but maybe yeah, it's also to to help us, you know, to help us yeah, focus maybe. on the positive. <laughs> maybe just a good advice. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be kind of weird if yeah. we would be also really focusing on the negative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not encouraging. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. I even have had imposter syndrome yesterday about this podcast. Me too. Like, <laughs> am I the best person to talk about this? Like, shouldn't we rent like a professional to come and speak about this topic? <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, and 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 at the same time, we all know that we're here because we want to make a difference, right? We're yes, not these subject sure. matter experts, and we're learning as we're going. Yeah. Um, but I think sharing that already helped. Right? Yeah. Also, right before the podcast, 
that oh well yeah it's the first one first time doing this a uh, bit uncomfortable hopefully it will will be a good one it will resonate with everybody at least yeah. it made me feel better when sharing it with the rest of the, of yeah. the group yeah to yeah. speak out is i think a little bit the, the theme of this uh all those podcasts just to to tell the world what we're thinking why we're thinking it yeah we don't have yeah. to talk hide about it. it don't hide right. it no yeah, yeah i think so exactly yeah. totally agree <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> all right we have kika douglas um at our table our chief creative officer at dentsu creative so happy to have you here as well as one of the other um passionate founders of the her community um well kika for you the exact same question um it's a fundamental question right why is there such a need for for the community such as the her community at dentsu Thank you, Monique. Well, thank you for having me here and also for this initiative, because I think it's really necessary. And besides all the great reasons the rest of the um, people at the table gave, I think also just really focusing on visibility um, is quite essential. Visibility of the topics, of the problems, but also visibility of the women that are part of the community from different perspectives visibility of somebody like you that can really make a difference by being in a leadership position, by creating these initiatives and teaching other women in the company or giving them the example to aspire to be mm. that person someday. Uh, visibility of women that are vulnerable and are still really great professionals and that those two things aren't incompatible. So I think what a group of, of women that speaks up and shares honest, vulnerable topics can do is is really this. It's an essential thing, especially because we're still a minority. So when we're a minority, there's less examples for people to see and to look up to. And that yeah makes a difference. Definitely. Thanks, Kika. And um, together with Rochelle, you're um, you're doing a deep dive on the on the topic of imposter syndrome, uh, inner critic. Um, I know that's a topic that's uh, close to your heart. Um, why? Um, well, I think every woman has experienced it, and um, I also think it's something different to, for example, what Rochelle said that was more. Um, common for her at the beginning of her career. It's something I've experienced more towards the later part of my career. And I've thought about it many times. Mm -hmm. Why was I really this confident, young, uh, creative that had no <laughs> self-doubt when I started? And, and now that I've um, been several years in the industry and achieved some of my uh, goals, I doubt myself more. And I feel sometimes that I'm you know, this fraud and I'm just waiting to be discovered by everybody and say, what is this woman doing in, in this uh, in this job? Um, Why do you think that happened more now? Yeah, I, I think it's um, in part is because maybe the pressure is higher and I'm also surrounded um, more and more by groups of more guys, to be honest. Like at the beginning of my career, the balance was a bit more That's there true. but now you know when i'm more in um in, in leadership meetings and discussions it is the reality that maybe yeah. i'm the only woman especially in creative it's still quite uncommon to see yeah. women in in high positions so that definitely 
I mean, I am again the minority at the table, so mm-hmm. it again mm-hmm. really affects um, or empowers that imposter syndrome. Um, maybe that's one of the reasons. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's um, actually it resonates very much with me, Kika. For this, for some reason, with me, it's also the imposter syndrome is much more dominant now when I've been um, increasing in my career. Mm. So. You know, with with the years, I don't know. It has been developed, and I think it's for that reason that also linked to being among more guys then in, in um, higher well management. Maybe, but maybe also a certain uh, development of consciousness. Um, yeah. I think expectations that you have of yourself yeah. because you're in a particular role. Um, I don't necessarily think that is because of the of, of having more male. When all the uh, management people are were female, do you think you still had it? Have it? Definitely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's quite a genuine answer, right? It came yeah. from my toes. Yeah, but uh, yeah. no, I think I, w- okay. I would. Yeah. And I think it's just uh, just one of those things that that will always be there, regardless of the um, of the audience. Um, so that may be a little bit slightly different than than to your story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Matilda? Well, it's kind of similar as Michelle's answer. Actually, I experienced it a lot more during the beginning of my career. Um, I also feel it more when I'm walking into a room of all guys, especially clients. So you're already a little nervous um, or on your toes because you really want to present the work that you did. Um, Yeah, I definitely feel more aware that I'm a woman, that I'm young too. Like, yeah, that's where the imposter syndrome comes in most for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll talk a little bit um, uh, later about all the, you know, the representation within the media of uh, of females. I can imagine that within your field of expertise, um, the representation may be even a bit lower. Or is that an assumption? What do you mean by that? In insight effectiveness? Um, um, Let me think. I think it's actually pretty equal in my team. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, as well as in management as my direct colleagues. Yeah, yeah. But I, there was this funny case. I do think a lot of people assume that people working in insights and effectiveness are male. But that might just be my misconception about it. But well, I, was I have at, the assumption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was at this cafe once with some uh, some of my colleagues, uh, among which Richelle, actually. Uh, so it was me, Richelle, and another colleague of us. Um, she's working in data science. And we we're sitting there and we were sharing the table with some guys. Uh, we didn't know them, but it's Amsterdam. So the tables are small. They just had their own conversation. And we had, we were laughing and talking pretty loudly. And at one point, these guys stopped us and they were like, you what? You work where? You work in data? Uh-huh. <laughs> they were, they didn't know anything about us. But they, they were just shocked by the fact that we worked in insight and effectiveness and in data, <laughs> which was funny to us, but it's actually pretty Sad, maybe. Yeah. That's also gender bias then, right? Yeah. That they assume that Definitely. data or being more analytic Definitely. is yeah, for males. Yeah. It's it's a, a little bit double, you know, because at one hand you're like proud, like, oh, I did this, I work here, like I'm proud of my job. Uh and on the other hand it's a little sad that they assume that well that we wouldn't be able to work there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, and what would be for you a positive outcome of um, the launch of the HER community, but also you know, the work that you'll be doing? Like, What do you hope to see? Like, What change do you envision? Oh, I hope that we feel more empowered as like a group of women at Denso, especially. Like, just feel more connected, if that makes sense. Beautiful. Yeah. 
understand each other better. Like, for example, when you're going to talk about motherhood and the struggles that come with that, then I would be better able to, um, yeah, stick up for my colleagues who I know have been become a mother recently. Yeah. Because I understand her struggles better. You need to increase that level of empathy and to, to be yes. able to relate to the struggles that someone yeah. has. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Kika? Um, well, besides that, which I also hope for it, I, I think it would be a great thing if this community touched um, the company beyond the women as well. Uh, if the rest of the people were interested in it and maybe even changed or modeled some of their behaviors because they've learned something new thanks to listening to these um, stories. I think that would also be a really important uh, effect that it could influence the company beyond our community. Of women, beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope if people, I hope we reach a lot of women in within Denso to to listen to the podcast. Also visit the website. We're probably going to mention it later on that we're creating also the women at Denso website. And then uh, for me, um, that people will reach out uh, much earlier to to HR or to their manager if they have some yeah problems or uh, dealing with something. Uh, talk to each other about it. Be more open. I hope we, yeah, we can reach that with uh, with this uh, women women community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In creating maybe also that community of allies, right? Not only women for women, but I would sure. love to see yeah, yeah the the men uh, allying being allies for for women as well within dance. Yeah. So the men really need to listen to the podcast too, I think, especially also inner critic. So yeah, very important. Yeah, to definitely to better understand perhaps um, you know, put themselves in the shoes of yeah. women. What struggles do they? encounter and how can they support to empower women um, in their career development and, and just unlocking you know their potential thriving at work yeah yeah maybe we should say that all managers should listen to the podcast or male managers <laughs> yeah if only to understand yeah. like female uh, co-workers better right yeah 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 all right well Thanks so very much for uh, for participating today in this podcast. I look forward to speaking with you individually. Um, I think this is the right moment to also highlight that we are working hard on getting the Her Community Live um, in, on the website um, with very interesting reads, suggestions for podcasts, blogs, books. Um, we will announce obviously events there. Uh, but also be the community where we, um, we, we where we can meet each other online, uh, connect online. Uh, obviously, strength is uh, meeting each other physically. Um, so be uh, on the lookout for also um, nice events where we can have uh, where we can be inspired by subject matter experts, nice. inspirational speakers. Yeah, and males can also visit it, right? Absolutely, we discussed it's, uh, it, but it's open for everyone. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great, wonderful. Enjoy the sunshine. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs>